Welcome to the American Lit Club. I'm Uma. Hi, I'm Misha. Today we are interviewing characters from books that we have read throughout the year, where characters come to life. Ooh, so we are interviewing the characters based on a central theme. So today's theme is, how did the different environments transform the women in the books we read throughout the year in American Lit? So our first interviewee on the list is Alfred from Handmaid's Tale. So Alfred, it is a pleasure to meet you. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Of course. So as you may know, Gilead has given me the name Alfred. When Gilead took over, I was forced into the role of a handmaid. So basically I was a walking womb in which I had to carry the child of wives. After giving birth to the child, I would have to give it up. So we saw how your society was in your story. You were pushing through everything and dealing with the distress on your own. You were in a sense courageous for thinking about the negative impacts of Gilead. But how were you before this took over? I was happy with my family. But after Gilead took over, I never saw my child nor Luke again. I still think about them every waking moment. That is so sad and unfortunate. You have my sympathies. How did your role as the handmaid influence how you saw your surroundings? Before being a handmaid, I never really noticed the awkward stares that I got. The society itself actually tried to almost belittle us by suppressing thought and feeling. I felt like I didn't exist, but I also started to not take for granted the little things. Wow, I can relate to being aware of the little things we take for granted. COVID-19 has really shown me that we should be grateful for the people and freedom we have. This feeling of, of finally expressing and discussing what I want, even if it was not all that verbal, was something I seemingly needed. And in the end, my desire for these feelings led to my escape from that oppressive society. Right now in today's world, our freedoms and liberties are one of the most important concepts to us, and to live without them would be horrifying and unimaginable. Thank you for being on this podcast. I hope to have you on again some other time. No, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to talk about my story and share my experiences. Thank you for having me. Now, Misha, would you like to introduce our next guest? Of course. Here we have Mary Ann from The Things They Carried, a very interesting woman who ended up becoming a woman warrior during the Vietnam War and took part in treating injuries at the medical outpost and then war ambushes with the Special Bureau slash forces. After her mysterious disappearance in the jungle, she has come back to interview with us. Hi, Mary Ann. How are you? Hello, Misha. I'm feeling great. I'm alive, hiding in the jungle, breathing it in, swallowing Vietnam. You know, the usual. So first, how do you think your life in America before your war experience impacted your transformation once you became aware of your true feelings for war? In America, I was your typical woman who lived in conformity with the duties given by us to live a simple life, get married, and bear children. However, when I went to Vietnam, I started to discover my passions about the opportunities I was getting and experiencing. I realized I didn't have to be crushed by conformity. Ah, uh, yes, I see. And how did the other men impact you, including your boyfriend, Fossey? Well, at first, I was flirty with him. I mean, I enjoyed laughing around, having a good time, holding up appearances, but during the war, it seemed the other men couldn't understand how something so pure could change into, um, I don't know, death-defying warrior. All the times of the ambush, it made my blood rush. You see, my ex-boyfriend couldn't understand that. I told him, you're in a place you don't belong. But what about the, the human tongues and spending time with the greenies? 
Do you think your passion became an obsession you couldn't control? Well, probably to others, yes, but to me, I wanted to become obsessed. My environment had changed me for the better and worse, and since no one ever revealed to that to me, I became engulfed in it. Well, I, I wouldn't say that was a happy ending. Well, sweetie, not everything in life has a happy ending. Once we enter an environment that challenges us to face conformity and embrace new passions, it seems to turn out negative or is pitted against us. Up next, we have Elizabeth Proctor from The Crucible, the wife of John Proctor. She and her husband were falsely accused of being witches. She was spared because she was pregnant, but John Proctor was hanged because he didn't want to give up his name and the names of others who were falsely accused. So Elizabeth, how are you and the kids? I'm goody, no pun intended, and so are the children. Everything has been running a little more smoothly since the witch trials have been denounced. Ah, uh, I see. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, you can never tell with Salem. Anyways, to start off with the questions, I was wondering how did the puritanical environment affect your relationship with John Proctor? Did you become aware of the social stigmas of your environment and how it compromised your well-being? You were already defined in society once you were born, and trying to keep your reputation and even just be a part of Salem was so overbearing and pressuring. I tried to be the perfect Puritan woman, but I think that made me a very apathetic and extremely self-conscious person with low self-esteem. And that's how I felt when I was with John. I could never open my heart to him because I couldn't love myself. Did being aware of how you had to hide yourself in order to belong in this town help you understand in the end why he had an affair? Do you still think you ended up compromising your true feelings in the end? Or did you finally feel relieved when you became vulnerable with John? I think being a woman in this town is the hardest thing. You are the most flawed thing. Men stand above you and women are the ones lured by the devil. I think after finding out about the affair, I, I realized the flaw men had too. However, I wanted John to judge himself. I told him, I do not judge you. The magistrate sits in your heart that judges you. I realized for John that it needs a cold wife to prompt a lechery. And I realized for myself that being vulnerable and expressing yourself is a necessity in a society that takes it away. Yes, I agree. I think to some of us, it felt like you were pressured and were blaming yourself, especially for John's actions. But I think that being aware of how the society transformed you since birth helped you grow, even though you lost John in the end. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being on here today. I hope to see you again. Anyways, thank you for listening to our podcast by the American Lit Club. In the next podcast, we'll be interviewing Desiree and the No Name Woman. Tune in next week.